Ladies and gentlemen, we are currently holding for further traffic clearance. Check out Kristen's new website, MagicalJourneysVacations.com. For all your vacation needs, Disney, Universal, Cruise Lines, and more. Thank you for traveling with us. MagicalJourneysVacations.com. Have her book your magical vacation today. You're listening to a Weeby Geeks Network podcast. The Dining at Disney Podcast. The Dining at Disney Podcast. You know the thing about good food? It brings folks together from all walks of life. Your ultimate source for the wonderful world of dining at the Disneyland and Walt Disney World Resort. If you are what you eat, then I only want to eat the good stuff. Kristen and Bubba are your guides on this culinary adventure. People are going to line up for miles around just to get a taste of my food. Join them as they discuss the latest food news, expert tips, recommendations, and trip planning advice as it relates to Disney dining. Try the gray stuff. It's delicious. Don't believe me? Ask the dishes. From quick service to fine dining, you'll discover all the best restaurants and food as you hungrily explore the Disney parks. Let's do this thing! The Dining at Disney Podcast. And now your hosts, Kristen and Bubba. Welcome to another episode of the Dining at Disney podcast, your ultimate source for delicious discussion about dining at Disneyland and Disney World. I am your host, foodie Kristen, and with me is former cast member and future Club 33 member, Bubba. Hey, Bub, how you doing? Hey, girl. I'm good. (laughs) I'm really good. (laughs) It's finally cold outside here. Yes, I am. I'm ready. I got my Star Wars sweater right here. Ready for the holidays. Nice. It's a nice 45 degrees outside, too, so I'm so happy. Oh, gosh. You've got the same temperatures we have right now. Yeah. I Did love you it. have that uh, that cold front that came in? You know what? They it, Well, we've had, we have freezing warnings every night for the past week. They said the cold front missed us, but I feel it. I mean, last night it was 34, 33 degrees. The night before it was 31. So, yeah, I mean, it's cold. I love it. We had gone from 74 degrees, and that was like at 11 p.m., and within a few hours, it dropped down into the 20s. Oh, wow. That's a nice drop. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's not fun that when be, that happens. That can be California, too. It'll be hot, like, whatever, like 80, 90 degrees one day. The next day, it'll be 60, 50 degrees and raining. So, we're used to that here. Oh, well. Our winters are pretty, I would say, un- they're pretty unstable. You don't know what you're going to get. You could have spring weather one day, and the next day it is winter, and you see, of course, for us, snow is just seeing flurries. We rarely oh. get a- accumulation of snow. Um, and if we do, it's a very little accumulation, and mm. the whole entire city has like pretty much shuts down. Oh, that's not here in Bakersfield. It's last time it snowed was 1998, and I remember that day very well. Wow, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. We don't we don't get it very often here, but uh, like, was it last year that Florida and Northern Florida got hit with snow twice? I think at both times it skipped us. It was oh, the no. strangest thing. You could look at the map, and at every place around Middle Tennessee, like right around like Nashville and its like suburbs. All the other places, north, south, east, west, around the city got hit. It was the funniest oh. good thing. It was like this little wow. spot where Nashville didn't get any snow. It's even raining in the Sahara, or not raining, snowing, they said, in the Sahara Desert, which is weird. I just read something like that yesterday. 
Wow. That would be an awesome picture to get, though, wouldn't it? It would be very weird, too. I wonder how that would be with that. I don't know. Well, you heard Hawaii got (laughs) snow a few weeks ago. Oh, I did not. Wow. Wow. Everyone's getting snow except us here. I was like, that's that's pretty crazy. But and I bet the people oh, well. with snow are all like, people with snow are all like, oh, I wish you got our snow. Yeah, I grew up in the snow and I don't miss it. Oh, I miss it. I, miss I don't. It. We have the mountains, though, about 45 minutes an hour away. So that's where we go for the snow. Yeah, you have to drive about usually about four hours to the east of Nashville. Um, out in East Tennessee, they get snow. They've got, you know, the mountains out that way. So nice. Nice. Where unfortunately all those where that fire took place and. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh. But so much for that. Well, today <laughs> we are going to be talking news, news and more news. We've got news from Disney World, Disney Cruise Line and Disneyland today. So let's jump into that. Um, I'm going to start off with the cruise news, then we can go into your Disneyland stuff. What do you think, Bob? All right. Sounds good. Okay. So something exciting, at least for me, I think it's pretty exciting. Um, new that is coming to the Disney Wonder um, is a New Orleans style restaurant. They are opening one inspired by Princess and the Frog, and it's going to be called Tiana's Place, which if you've seen the movie, at the end, she opens up her own little restaurant. Um, and it's very cool, the little video that uh, Disney Parks put together. It shows a nice little stage where it looks very uh, jazz band-like. Uh, the girls have the little umbrellas that you see. Guys have some of the, the green sashes. It's got the green, the purple, and the yellow that you see for Mardi Gras in New Orleans. And so you're going to have the band. Tiana's going to be there. And of course, you're also going to have nice New Orleans style food, which nice. to me is really exciting. I, yes. I love Cajun and Creole food. It is <laughs> so guess. delicious. So that's coming to the Disney Cruise Line. That's going to be nice. Yes, it is. Have you, do, you haven't done a Disney Cruise, have you? I have never been on a cruise at all. That's like one of our things that me and my wife need to do is get on a cruise, even a two or three day. Oh, yeah. You got to do it at some point. Uh, you can. Disney's is is pricey. Um, you can get a nice cruise, uh, even like Norwegian Cruise Line. I've done one of I've done two of theirs now. I've done a Norwegian Cruise Line, Disney Carnival and Royal Caribbean. And uh, when we the last time we did Norwegian, we got the uh, one of its um one of the nice deals that they do is they'll offer you, you can choose like two or five different options for this particular promo. So we chose the one that had the unlimited beverage package and it's up to, I believe, no. 50, either 13 or $15 for your drinks unlimited. Wow. And then uh, five, because we did a seven day cruise. We had, I think it was either four or five. Maybe it was four. Um, of the signature dining experiences that we could do. So there are premium dining that people normally have to pay for. You could go ahead and experience those. So we chose to do those as our options. And it was really nice. The food was really good on the ship. Uh, we had great service on the ship. Um, and as I said, it's, 
it costs about half what you would pay for a Disney cruise. But again, it's a very different experience too. Yes. Let's say Disney cruise is probably way different than, you know, your Norwegian cruise or carnival cruise lines, especially family wise. Yeah. I mean, absolutely for families, there is no cruise line like the Disney cruise line because they have uh, a nursery which you would, you'll have to, that you have to pay for. But for the four age groups that they have the kids programs for, that's included in, in your cruise experience. So it's awesome because mom and dad can ship the kids off into the kids program, which yes. they're going to love. I've <laughs> had the opportunity to check out when I did the Disney cruise, uh, they do open houses. So you can walk in, check out what's going on. And I'll tell you some of that stuff as an adult, I would like to do. <laughs> they do like they did like cooking and they made they were making pizza the one day we walked into um I think it was the age group right before the the preteens. Um but they were making pizzas. I was like, that's a lot of fun. And they have these cool like Marvel games that the kids can take part in and for the 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 teens that that little club that they have set up for them has instead of having you know a bar like the adults have they have a smoothie bar and the kids sit down (laughs) and can order whatever kind of smoothie they want and they got bean bags and xbox and all that kind of you know cool fun stuff to do um so it's great because that way you know the parents can do that they'll feed the kids so mom and dad can go pay for the adults only dining experience at Palo and enjoy a fantastic dinner. Just the two of them without the kids and the craziness that comes along with, you know, being on vacation and just relax for a couple hours without without the kids. And then, nice. you know, I think the program's open till 1 a.m. So it's open pretty late and it starts pretty early. Um, and. Uh, Natalie from Meet the Magic, her son has done that program a couple of times and he he loves it. He's like, there's just so much fun stuff to do and they keep the kids occupied that, you know, there is no other cruise line that does a kids program the way Disney does. So for families, there's nothing you can beat for that. It just is the ultimate experience for everyone in the family. Nice little saying. Nice little promo for them. I gotta try. I gotta <laughs> get on a I gotta get on a cruise though. I know that. I'm afraid if I get that all you can drink package like you said, I'm just gonna go to town on that thing and wouldn't know <laughs> when to stop. Wouldn't would not know when to stop. <laughs> but I would have a blast. I'm telling you at some point uh at some point you gotta well first on your list is to do Disney World. You gotta get yes. you there first. And then you can do the Disney cruise. Well, you, hopefully for your fiftieth, I can. We're we want we would like to be there for the fiftieth of Disney World. At least try to get there at least that that time or before. You know what you should start doing is you know Disney's got that little like savings account. Yeah, mm-hmm. and start doing that. Just put like ten dollars a week in because you'll never notice ten dollars being gone. You know. Oh no! Yeah, we're we're gonna we we're starting to get some like that. So Taylor will be in contact with you very soon. Oh, it'll be fun. <laughs> not that many more years just four more years yes i know four more years to your 50th i think if you put away that you'll have a couple thousand dollars in your disney account by then yeah we could man that'd be awesome okay disneyland disneyland what news you got for us bud okay well we got a couple new stories for you first off new year's eve is coming up so disneyland has planned a couple of little dining experience for you to enjoy for new year's eve at their popular restaurants napa rose over at the grand californian hotel 
They're going to offer two options. Uh, the best chef in the world, Andrew Sutton. He has a four-course wine country feast uh, coming to you at uh, Napa Rose. Uh, seating from 5.30 to 6.30 p.m. Uh, for the uh, the classic. But then it also starts at, um, from what I'm reading, at 8.15. It's going to be $130 per person. Uh, it's going to be a New Year's Eve dinner, dance with live music, champagne reception, and a Napa five-style course tasting menu. Um, you can choose that option too, which is $250 wine pairing or $250, or you could do a wine pairing for $65. And that party is going to last all the way until 1 a.m. over at Napa Rose. Steakhouse 55 in the Disneyland Hotel is serving a three-course dinner for both New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. Uh, You can start off with oysters and then a center cut filet mignon and crab meat salad asparagus and a bernet sauce uh dessert is uh from i believe is um i want to pronounce this right mandrior bittersweet chocolate terrine with fresh berries and a white godiva a glaze and that's 65 dollars per person or you that's could do the wine. no it's not bad and you could do the wine pairing also for 35 dollars more at pch grill inside the paradise pair hotel this is more of a family style uh event so it's going to be a New Year's Eve dinner buffet from 5 p.m. to 10 p.m. And then the Paradise Pier Hotel will also host a special New Year's Eve celebration until 1230. That's going to be complete with Disney characters, a balloon drop inside the ballroom. So that's going to be real fun for the family. It's $75 for adults and $25 for kids 3 to 11. Inside, if you're inside the park, Carnation Cafe will offer a surf and turf special, which includes sirloin and shrimp, mashed potatoes, sautéed broccoli, sun-dried tomato, butter, herb, uh, beer, blanc sauce. And that's going to be $20 inside the Carnation Cafe. Blue Bayou's. Yeah. These are actually pretty good. I mean, when I was there, we were there for New Year's Eve couple years ago which was a blast we that was probably one of the funnest new year's eve we had uh, in a while and we didn't do any dining experience just because a lot of the places were packed with reservations so i think we had a pacific wharf cafe not only that it was the coldest day we've ever experienced at disneyland it was oh my gosh it was 38 degrees that day oh yeah it was very cold so the bread bowls at pacific wharf really helped out that day (laughs) i bet Um, it gets really you know when it's that cold you're like you know freezing at disney world a few years ago we were there and it was really cold and i did not come prepared um oh, we and the bad yeah. thing was it was like 20 degrees warmer back in nashville than it was in orlando and i'm like okay this is not right like what is going on here i didn't have i didn't have gloves because it was in the 30s i didn't oh. have gloves i didn't have a winter coat like i was just not prepared oh, it's like oh well i'm I'm going to the park and I'm wearing my hoodie and that's, that's the best I've got. <laughs> oh yeah. We were bundled up that day. We, we lived there at the time when we went there. So um, yeah, we knew it was going to be cold that day. We brought the gloves, brought the umbrella just in case. And it was, yeah, very cold that day. So, and then we went just last week and once again, it was raining every time I've went for the past two times, it hasn't rained at all except that day. And so we, we came really prepared. It's following you, bud. It is. I mean, <laughs> it was nice, too, because the lines died out at the end of the day. And, you know, you got to get on everything. Uh, when there was, so, I, you know, do love the rain. Do love the cold. Um, but on New Year's Eve, back at Disneyland, Blue Bayou Restaurant, they will be serving a petite New York strip steak with uh, potato cakes and crab meat and asparagus. 
with Cafe Au Late Sauce, if I'm pronouncing this right, and Bernays. That's $44 per person. Cafe Orleans is also offering a short, a braised short rib, garlic mashed potatoes, and baby carrots with roasted shallots, red wine sauce, and fried onions. And that's $23. So all these are, all these are happening New Year's Eve, some happening New Year's Day. So make sure you do get your reservations if you do plan on visiting the park those days. Um, you know, you can go or go on the website, uh, the Disneyland Dining website, or you can do it through the app. We actually made a reservation for Carnation Cafe last week through the Disneyland app, which was pretty easy. I'll tell you that right now. So they're doing a good job with the app when it comes to reservations. Going on, as you know, Tower of Terror is leaving the um, Disney California Adventures. It's had its run, but um, you know we got to make room for some new a new Marvel attraction. You probably heard of it, Guardians of the Galaxy Breakout, and uh, it should open sometime in May. So the final days of Tower of Terror, I believe, is January second is the last day. But on January January 1st, that night, they will be having a special party for um, a dining party, too. This is going to be a dessert party for guests. This will um, include, uh, let me see, you'll be able to enjoy the park from 10 p.m. to 1 a.m. just by yourselves and the other paid guests. You'll have a dessert buffet, coffee, soda, and water. You'll have entertainment provided by the Silver Lake Sisters. And um, you'll you'll probably see... uh, a jazz band too on the side. I, they had one on New Year's Eve last time, and they were really good. It fit the theme of Tower of Terror perfectly. They're going to have signature non-alcoholic beverages and cocktails for an additional cost. Enter, um, I'm sorry, a commemorative keepsake available for purchase. You'll get one last opportunity to purchase any Twilight uh, Tower of Terror merchandise, and uh, hopefully. You'll get to ride it one more time in the dark. We did it last time and scared the bejesus out of me. No audio, no light. You don't know when the drop is going to happen. And that, that was the scariest part of the ride right there. And this is going to be $95 per person. It's for adults um, and children ages three and up. If you are under three, I believe it is free. If um, You have to call to the dining uh, hotline. 714-781-DINE. If you are under 18, you must have a parent, a guardian or parent's permission to call and book uh, purchase your tickets. So, you know, we wanted to do this. We don't know. We still might do it if tickets are available. Because um, what's great about it is, too, we're, it, nobody's going to really be there unless it's paid because it's blocked out to all pass holders except the Signature Plus pass holders. So you won't expect much traffic at the park before if you decide to go, you know, before the... Uh, the party starts and parking is included with your ticket. Oh, that's good. So this is going to be, yeah. So this is your last time to ride Tower of Terror, uh, California adventures. It's going to take a break after that. Uh, hopefully open back up, uh, either in late May or late April or early May for uh guardians of the galaxy breakout, which I believe the movie comes out May 5th. From what I'm hearing, they are going to have a red carpet, uh, at, California Adventures for the movie, and also the the attraction will be open that day. We'll have its grand opening that day, also. So we'll see what Disney does when the movie comes out. It sounds like fun, though. Tower of Terror. It is. It's it's a staple over at Disney World. You know, people are mad it's leaving California Adventures. I'm not. You know, it's it's a fun attraction. I love it. But um, yeah, I'm ready for something new. I, you know, I, you know, I, I like it when they have, especially for California Adventure. 
I like being able to go there and not have the same experiences that I can get at exactly at Disney World. Um, yes. I I feel like that park is so unique. I mean, and it is the only one like it. It's not, you know, we've got Hollywood Studios, we've got Epcot, you've got, you know, Tokyo Sea is another thing that is uniquely for them. And I think it's great that, you know, I, I do like the fact that Magic Kingdom and Disneyland share some of the same attractions. They're they're different in each park, but you know, like Pirates is not the same attraction at Disney World than it is at Disneyland. And yes. I and I like that that we do have some of the same things. But I do feel that like Disney California Adventures should be uniquely its own. It should not be sharing attractions with other they're getting, parks. They're getting there. They're um, you know, the Tower of Terror at Disney World is so different from what everybody says compared to ours. And Disney World is so much more elaborate. Even the cast members are in makeup over there not here you know they're just in costume here but uh you know that's that's definitely a good point you want a different experience especially you know disneyland it's going to be disneyland and i understand you wanted you know the same thing with magic kingdom over at disney world you know those are staples when it comes to disney but you're right keep it different don't just have the same stuff everywhere you know oh i did this already you know that's that's a great point when it comes to that. Yeah, I th- I think you know when you have at at all the parks your main your main park so your Disneyland your Magic Kingdom your Disneyland Tokyo can share some of the same attractions but whatever once you expand past the original park I think it definitely needs to have to be unique yes because otherwise you're taking it, it gives people a reason. To go and visit and I feel like you take something away from its uniqueness when you have some of the same attractions you can enjoy elsewhere. Definitely. Totally agree. And with I, you. I think what it's gonna leave is only Soren to be the only attraction that's similar between yeah. California Adventure and anything at Disney World and that park. I think it's just gonna be Soren. Yeah, that's here, that's at Disney World, that's also at Shanghai too. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's at any other park too. But all the endings are different, which is kind of cool. Yeah, the beginning and ending. Yeah, the beginning and ending is different. I'm okay with that. Just as long as everything else is different, and now with Tower of Terror going away and it becoming something Guardians of the Galaxy, I think it's gonna be it's gonna be really cool. Yeah, you right now you can start seeing some of the outside. They have some of the outside untarped, and uh, it's coming together real nice. I think they're gonna do a great job with it. Don't people. Hopefully next month I'll get to see a little bit of that. Hopefully, yeah, we hope we get to see you guys when you guys come down here. We're open, so here's to that. <laughs> also, we got one more story. Uh, downtown Disney, as you know, the House of Blues did move out of downtown Disney. It's actually moving down the street to a shopping mall called the Garden Walk Shopping Mall, which has been in a couple months for House of Blues. So what are they going to do with that building? They're going to, they started ripping it open when we were at the park last week and they are turning it into a Splitsville, which what something you guys have also at Disney World. Is that in your downtown Disney area also? It is. It's on uh, the west side of Disney Springs and it's in the former location of what used to be uh, originally the Virgin Mega Store. <laughs> and I'm excited you guys are getting this because it's pretty cool. I like it. it. We haven't done the bowling part of it because the bowling is kind of pricey and, you know, 
Wow, we can do that at home. But we've yeah. gone there to eat a few times. They've got like an outdoor eating area and they've got like inside downstairs and upstairs. So we've we've been there maybe three or four times to eat now. And the food's pretty good. I mean, they've got um, vegetarian selections. There's sushi. There's your typical, you know, hamburgers and that kind yeah. of food. So it's it's got a pretty nice menu. I think you guys are going to like it. Yes, yeah, so it's going to be a seat about 625 people. They're going to have a large outdoor patio overlooking downtown Disney. Uh, two full service bars. They're going to have 20 lanes for bowling. And if you like, if you just plan on eating, their menu is going to include fresh roll sushi, gourmet appetizers, hand cut steaks, um, you know, burgers, crinkle cut fries, and hand tossed pizzas. So this, yeah, this is going to be a great addition to downtown Disney, in my opinion. Um, you know, the House of Blues place, it, you know, it was very popular. I don't know if it fit in with the Disney theme. It's kind of weird, you know, someplace in Disneyland, you know, Disneyland Resort that's featuring, you know, Wu-Tang Clan or Wu-Tang Clan or mm-hmm. some other like, you know, rap band or rock band that you normally wouldn't hear at Disney. But, uh, you know, so I'm glad they're kind of moving it right down the street and, uh, you know, opening this. So I can't wait to see it right now. It's planned on opening in late 2017. So we'll see how that goes. I can't wait to see visit that place. The House of Blues in Orlando, they had to change because we do have one located in uh, uh our downtown Disney area. It is on the yeah, west side, just like Splitsville down towards um, it's right near Cirque du Soleil. So it, as pretty much as far as you can go, that's like the last thing right before Cirque du Soleil is House okay. of Blues. And they had to change several years ago um, back when Pleasure Island was still around. They changed what type of bands were coming because they started having some problems with, with the crowds. So only select you know, certain bands can perform there, so you don't have to worry about like Wu Tang <laughs> playing there. <laughs> um, but yeah, they had to change some of that because it just okay. was not adding to the Dis- Disney atmosphere and and the Disney brand. It was kind of taken away from it, so yeah. they changed that up some in Orlando. But we still do have our House of Blues. The f- I mean, the food's okay if you're looking for you know that style <laughs> of food. I've had better elsewhere. Um, it reminds me of Hard Rock Cafe food. Yeah, it's been, not yeah. quite uh, what it should be. Yeah, that's what it might be. You're you're there more for the the vibe of the place, the atmosphere, and not really the food. Yes. yes so yes. I'm glad you're getting to Splitsville. Yeah, this will be the first one in California too. I don't know how many they've opened, but they yeah, first one in California. They said really cool. Yeah. So that's it for Disneyland right there. So let's well, hear what you I- have. On to Disney World then. Okay, so, Bubba, I don't know if you've seen this or not, but starting next year, they're going to be doing the International Epcot International Festival of the Arts. And they used to do, in November, they would do an art thing in back when it was downtown Disney, um, when, before it was Disney Springs. They used to do, like, an art thing down there. Well, now they're going to be doing this. But the cool thing about this is it takes place Friday through Mondays, uh, six weekends. And it's not just about the art, but you're also going to have performing artists so at the American Gardens Theater, which is right outside the American Adventure Pavilion, they're going to be having performances there and food. So this part I'm excited about because it's going to be really unique 
kinds of menu items that they're going to be bringing um, bringing to this. Uh, let me see if I can pull up some of the, the food items because um, I know they just posted that too. Um, but it's really almost going to be the food's going to be too pretty to eat. <laughs> <laughs> One of those um, kinds of things. Um, yeah, that's how it was here for the uh, um, Festival of Holidays food that we talked about on the last show. You know, they want to make it look nice, make it look pretty, but, you know, still little bite-sized pieces. Well, what they're going to be calling this is is Food Studios, um, these booths. And it runs January 13th through February 20th. And one of the things they posted was there is a cookie. And it looks like a painter's palette. And it's got the red and the yellow and the blue and what looks like a little paintbrush with it. I mean, these are all things you're going to be you're going to be eating. And <laughs> another dish looks like a layered cake and it's got red, white, blue and yellow. And it kind of is like just different layers throughout. Oh, yeah. It's going to be like a, a meat platter, um, unique cocktails. I mean, the, the pictures, which I've got to get them up on the site, but pictures for this stuff look incredible there's little um bagels sandwiches uh just it's i'm i'm looking forward to it the dishes look absolutely beautiful but i can't wait to taste them because i think they're going to be absolutely delicious um and that's not i'm going to be able to i'm going to be trying that it'll be about uh, not quite two weeks it'll have been around so i'll be going pretty close to the beginning of that to try that stuff out. Oh, they will. Uh, They're going to have Broadway stars there too, from what I'm reading. Mm-hmm. Wow. There's going to be music that's from a, like the Lion a, King and Aladdin and stuff like that. So, I mean, that's going to be nice. It's going to be nice because Epcot really hasn't, it's a, it's in, in need of some love, Disney love. You, cause you've got, you know, new fantasy land that opened. You've got Pandora coming to Animal Kingdom and the new, new events that have taken place with the evening stuff going on there now. And then Hollywood Studios is getting love. It's getting picks, you know, Pixar Place is being expanded to have a Toy Story land. And you're going to have a Star Wars uh, style land as well. And then there's poor Epcot. So now it's going to get into the festival. So that'll, that's going to add a little bit of life to, 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 it. to Epcot. <laughs> that's funny. Over at Disney's Animal Kingdom Lodge, Sanaa, which is one of my favorite places to eat, has uh, added a new casual quick service breakfast. So that's going to be available from 7 to 10 a.m. Made to order. And some of the things that you're going to see, this is going to have an African flair to it. So there's going to be a, uh, oh gosh, um, Boer, B-O-E-R-E is how it's spelled, breakfast. It's going to feature two eggs, any style, a tomato chutney. If you've had the Indian bread service that they do, you'll recognize that from there. There's uh, Tanzanian hash browns, bacon, Bior's sausage, and a Johnny cake. There's also going to be a safari waffle that's going to be piled high with seasonal berries and a chai whipped cream. So that's going to be something unique. And then if you're vegan, there'll be a fruit dish for you. It's going to have quinoa, dried fruit salad, 
and so it's going to be a hearty breakfast, but with delicate flavors. Um, and you'll just place your or- order at the register, uh, choose your seat. You'll be given uh, a number, and the cast member will deliver your food to your table. Nice. So, and if you need coffee, they'll have a pressed pot coffee that'll feature Kenyan 100% special grade Arabic beans. Uh, and then there's also going to be your typical coffee, as well as tea, milk, soda, and juices that will be available as well at Sana. And then my last story, and I'm kind of curious then to see what your opinion is on this one, Bubba, because there has been a lot of talk about a lot of talk about this story. As we all know, in 2012, Magic Kingdom, when it opened up, Be Our Guest added alcohol to the menu, which was a big, big deal at that point, because Walt has Disneyland as a dry park and Magic Kingdom was also set to be a dry park. Well, they have decided that four more restaurants are being added to this. So now, as of December 23rd, you can get alcohol at Cinderella's Royal Table, Jungle Navigation Company uh, Limited Skipper Canteen, Liberty Tree Tavern, and Tony's Town Square Restaurant during lunch and dinner. Well, the one thing about this is it's going to be unique to that particular restaurant. So if you go to Cinderella's Royal Table, keeping up with that royal theme, it's going to have champagne and sparkling wines to go along with your meal. Jungle Cruise Navigation is going to feature wines and beers from around the world because, of course, as you know, it is a, you know, you're, you're traveling through different areas of the jungle on the Jungle Cruise. So it's going to go along with that whole thing. Uh, and Liberty Tree Tavern, since it is an American style restaurant, you're going to find New England lagers ciders and domestically produced wines and Tony's town square, which is Italian will feature Italian wines and beers to pair with those dishes. Um, They will not be adding any bars. There is not going to be standalone wine or beer carts like you can experience in some of the other parks. Um, Everything is going to be with your meal. You will not be able to walk in and say to the the hostess or one of the other cast members, hey, can I get a beer to go? That's not an option. No to go. It is drink while you eat. Um, so it's only to enhance the dining experience you're already getting. It's not to take away from it. Um mm-hmm. One of the things that I've seen has been, and people's arguments against it, has been that Walt wanted the parks to not have alcohol. My thing is, Walt was an ever-changing man. He wanted to be, in a sense, ahead of the time. I mean, that's why he, he, Epcot, experimental prototype community of tomorrow. You know, he wanted to be in the future. So considering the fact of how old Walt would be if he was still alive, things are really, really different than when, you know, 60 years ago, 61 years, almost 61 years ago, Walt opened his first park. So it's it's a very different time. So it's hard to say really, you know, when people are arguing, well, what wouldn't want that? We don't really know that. Exactly. 
Because it is a very different world than it was when Walt was when Walt was alive. Yes, very different. So how do you feel about this being a former cast member and the fact that your home park and and what you've grown up with has been Disneyland? Well, the fact that you have to have it with your meal and, you know, that you can't, you know, just go in and order it and leave. I'm all for that because, you know, it's you with your meal. Sometimes wine is a great, you know, there's great wines to be paired with food. And it's, you know, that's something you want to enhance your dining experience with. And when it comes to dining, Disney wants you to have the best dining experience possible. So with that being added, that's going to enhance it even more. Not only that, it'll, I mean, it'll help with sales too. Maybe some of the, um, you know, I don't know how these places do with, uh, you know, crowd, you know, how people coming in for dinner, if it's busy or not. So if that's something that will help them out, that's, you know, that's something that you do have to try with, you know, and this, not only that Disneyland is Disney is Walt's original park. I know at Disney world, they want to try to, you know, bring, um, Disneyland over there, you know, but with Disneyland, I understand, I think they may still keep it a dry park for now. Um, you know, cause we have Disney California, right. You know, well, all your other parks there, you guys have it, everything. You got to walk a mile to this park or two miles of that park or take a boat to this park. Oh yeah. You, know? you can't. Yeah. There's only, the only parks you can walk between is Hollywood studios and Epcot. Um, there's, yeah. there's, it, most people don't, most people take, take the boat right over, um, because it is a long walk. It's exactly. good, you know, so, a 20 plus minute walk. It's not two minutes from the one park gate to the other. Exactly. Right. There really isn't a reason because if you want to drink, you you're going to walk, walk right, go right across the street, basically right across the Esplanade or go to downtown Disney. The, I mean, right where the, where the old security gates are. They just started new security last week, but um, where the old gates are, there's La Brea Bakery, which is, probably a hundred steps from the front gate of Disneyland. You can get a beer right there or a glass of wine, you know, just right before you enter the park. So this is something that, you know, I understand why they're doing it and you know, I'm all for it. That's why I don't think they will do it at Disneyland because you're just a hop, skip and a jump away from a beer, a glass of wine or a mixed drink right across. And it's not at all of the table service restaurants. Cause you yeah, still exactly. have, uh crystal palace which has the winnie the pooh um character experience there character meeting great they're not adding any uh right across from that on the other side of main street you have the plaza inn and they're not adding anything to theirs either so i think you know it makes sense the way they decided to do this and the restaurants they chose yeah. to have for that because you do have people that propose at Cinderella's Royal Table you know a lot of people might say well it's a, it's a character experience there's going to be kids there but it's champagne and sparkling wine um, and it's to add to the elegance of it and again yeah. what I mean it's really nice if you propose to be able to have a toast and there is a lot of proposals that take place in front of the castle to be able to have dinner there and have a nice champagne toast Yes. You know, to the fact that you're getting married. And then you could or do the old, you could put the ring in the, or something the, like that. The ring in the champagne glass type trick. You know how people do that. Put the ring in their champagne glass. They go in for a drink and they see the ring. And I was like, oh my gosh. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know so that's, that's, un, and it fits the theme too with Royal Cinderella's Royal Table. You know, they're not, it's not like you're going to be there, have a shot of tequila or something like that. You know, 
you know, which is. I am curious <laughs> to Liberty T- Tree Tavern what beers they're going to have because, like, over at Beer Guest, it's French and Belgian, and I think there's it's either three or four beers that are on the menu. I mean, there's no Bud Light, you can't get Miller, Coors, not, none of those beers. So I'm thinking they kind of might be more like imports. I'm wondering if it's going to be maybe Sam Adams. Oh, I see. Oh, I get it. Yeah. Because I think yeah. that would make sense there. That would make real good sense. Yeah. So I think it's going to be it's going to be interesting. Um, I don't think I know a lot of people are always worried about their being drunks. And my thing is, there's always the monorail. So if people were going to drink, <laughs> you hop on the monorail and you go to the Contemporary, the Grand Floridian or Polynesian and have your drink. Yeah. I mean, I've done that. I've, you know, left the part for lunch, gone over to Kona. You get the Lapu Lapu, the nice, I mean, it has a lot of alcohol in it and it's in a big pineapple. You get that along with your lunch and then you head back over to Magic Kingdom. You know, it's, you know, considering Alton and I don't have kids, um, it's a, we've done that probably a few times with uh, friends of ours that live there, Ryan and Jess, because it gets us out of the park for a little bit and we can kind of sit back, relax, enjoy a meal and then get back into the madness that yeah. is Magic Kingdom on the weekends. So. <laughs> <laughs> you know, whereas like, you're right, you guys can walk out and go, okay, it's a little too crazy here. Let's head over to DCA, go up to, you know, in wine country or go to Carl Strauss and sit, have a drink, have lunch chill out for a little bit and then you walk right back over to to disneyland so this is going to be great you know and it's like it's probably an an experimental thing you know with having those at those four restaurants but there i think that it's going to do well it's and it's not i don't think you're going to still have problems with drunks i'm sorry i'm not going to spend it's going to cost a lot for me when it comes to disney alcohol to <laughs> to at least get a buzz but you know the people that go to disneyland to get drunk you don't see those people you just there with their family and they just want to go and have a good time. Even, I mean, even here with the, you know, California adventures, people, you know, they go to the Cove bar, have a drink, go to the cart, cart, they circle lounge. Every time I've been there now, the past two times, there is a line to sit in the lounge. Wow. Yeah. I I don't remember that happening before. You just be able to walk in like when, when we taped our show a long time ago with you and Al John and, Daniel, we just walked right in and sat at the big table and had a big round round group discussion. Um, but this time, you there's a line out the door with about twenty people in it waiting to get in Carte Circle. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I was. I'm very surprised when I walked by. I'm like, is this the line just to get into the lounge? You're like, yeah. I'm like, wow. Uh, I mean, Cove Bar has always been popular. There's always a line, of, you know, twenty, thirty people deep. But you know, now Carte Circle, they're getting that too. So. Yeah, I, I like Cove Bar, and the other place that I like um, to have a drink and relax is, um, uh, I just drew a blank on the name of it, the, the Terrace, that's the trade, oh, uh, the no, ter- the yeah. Terrace, yes, uh, right wine. above Wine Country. Yes. It's got an amazing view, I mean, to sit up there, you know, get there before dusk, and to see all the lights pop on yeah. on Cars Land, I mean, it's, it's a great view. It was closed when we went the last two times because of the rain, so we couldn't sit up there at all. Yeah, and it's a really small area, too, that's up there. Very small. I think they probably could only sit, what, maybe 30, 35 people. Yeah, it's not, it's not a whole lot, but it's a nice little relaxing area. Um, it is. 
I think it, a great place for adults to just kind of sit back and chill for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Well, that's all I've got for today. How about you, Bubba? Oh, no, that's it. Um, nothing <laughs> Disney coming out. Um, it's going to be the slow time at Disneyland after the new year. Once the Christmas decorations are down, refurbishment season is what they call it. So if you want to visit the park with no crowds, it's a good time to visit. You might have a lot of attractions that are down or being refurbished, but you know, still a good time if you're like the dead time. Yeah, then you just add, you know, add a few more days in and relax yeah. and take your time strolling the park and all that yes, kind of fun that's, stuff. That's the best part. You don't have to like, oh, we got to hurry up and run over here before the line gets busy or do this and that. So, Well, that's all I've got. So thank you guys so much for downloading the show. We are part of the We Be Geeks Network. Do not forget to share with your friends, like, subscribe to our feeds, give us a five-star rating and review. We always love that. Um, again, we're on iTunes. You can stream us on Stitcher or you can watch uh, Baba and I on YouTube and uh, on YouTube, it's the dining at Disney. So that's how you'll have to find us that way. Um, as far as those of you who want to support the show, you can easily do that. We've got some affiliate links there. So if you like Jelly Belly, you shop at the Disney store or you're headed out to Disney World and you want to have your groceries delivered, Garden Grocers, we've got that on the site as well. And then our eBooks, we have the Epcot Dining Guide, the Food and Wine Festival Guide is always there, as well as uh, links to our friend's book. So John Donahue from WDW Park Hoppers and Tony Castlenova from uh, Disney by the Numbers. Both those guys do uh, Disney Parks podcast, but both of their books are available there as well that you can pick up. And we are on Patreon as well. So thanks so much for tuning in. Bubba, you got to tell everybody where they can find you and keep up with all of your Disneyland fun. Yes, uh, big underscore Bubba underscore B on Instagram and on Twitter. Check out some of the pictures I took from my last trip and uh, And videos. And videos too. I do post some videos. My, my phone just dies so quickly now when I'm at the park because I do so much stuff. I try to take pictures and try to communicate with people too. So, I mean, I try to get a lot out there as much as I can until my phone dies. My phone dies. We, need, we need to get you a couple of backup batteries. I had one and I lost it at the park. Can you believe <gasps> that? Yeah. Oh. I'm bummed out, but luckily it was. I've got four backup batteries. <laughs> and it was, a good, it was a good one. It was still cheap, but it was a good one. But. Oh, that's a shame. As far as Dining at Disney, you can find us at DiningAtDisney.com. We're also on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, all of those places. It's just Dining at Disney, so we're easy for you guys to find. If there's something you would like to tell us about, a dining experience you've had, you have a question or a comment for Bubba and I about a show, or something you would like us to discuss in a future show, you can email us at podcast at diningatdisney.com. Thanks so so much for listening. Until next time. This podcast is not affiliated with the Walt Disney Company or its holdings and is intended for entertainment purposes. Oh,